promise you, look, you can leave here, and Brother Jay, we can have a great big old hefty lunch somewhere if we go out a little bit later, and you won't be fighting the lunch crowd because you get we're shuttling you across the street. I mean, the car, red carpet's rolled out today. We're just going to make it a wonderful, a wonderful day. But our text this morning is Psalms 139. 139, Psalms 139, and we're going to start at verse number 1. And when you get to that place, I'm going to let you know we're going to look at three different verse, verses, but I encourage you to keep your Bibles open here as we're going to be making references back to this chapter. But Psalms 139, and we will start reading in verse number 1. If you are there with me, would you say amen? Verse 1, O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Listen to that again. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and know me. Verse number 7, take a look. Verse number 7, whither or where Shall I go from thy spirit? Or where shall I flee from thy presence? Where can I go that your spirit or your presence will not find me? Verse number 17. Verse number 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. This morning as we look at these three distinct places in this chapter, for a few moments I want to preach on this thought, who I am, where I am, and what I will be. Amen. Who I am where I am and what I will be. Can we pray one more time this morning? Father, I thank you again today for your presence. I thank you for every prayer, every voice and heart lifted in worship. I thank you for what you've done already, and I pray anoint your word even now. Lord, I pray anoint our hearts and our ears to hear and understand. Meet us in these altars, I pray. I ask God, as always, you challenge us and change us that we leave here different than the way we've come. Anoint my mind and my lips, I pray, to preach this message in the way that would bring you glory. We thank you for it, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. Who I am, where I am, and what I will be. We find here in the text that I'm reading to you this morning, in these three verses, uh, I find, if you will, indulge me a pattern as you you read through this chapter of Psalm 139, we are finding the pattern to where I believe the psalmist, uh, he references every one of these particular statements that I have made. He makes statements in regards of who he is, in the fact of knowing that God knows him and 
where he is and also what God's plan is for his life in stating what will be. Amen. And this morning as we take a look at this, I, uh, I today, I, I'll be honest with you, a little bit of a struggle, a little bit of a challenge in my mind and spirit. And you've heard me say this before, but sometimes, sometimes you might feel that what you are preaching, it envelops everybody. It just reaches everyone. Then there are times where you feel that God is pulling for and speaking to some in a a very particular way. And uh, I really feel that in my heart in regards to this. And so uh, this morning, can I just say, number one, don't dismiss what God is wanting to say or, or think that, well, I'm just part of that group. Pastor Dunn gave me permission. I don't really have to listen to what's said because maybe it's not for me. No, all of the word is for us. But I do believe that God's wanting to speak some things in particular to some hearts today. I want you to understand this morning as the psalmist makes mention as he opens with this I want to read to you here verses 2 through 5 out of this chapter we started with this it said Lord thou hast searched me and known me verse 2 says thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising you understand my thought afar off you compass my path and my lying down. Listen to this. You are acquainted with all of my ways. There is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, you know it all together. You are behind me, and you are before, and lay thine hand upon me. Here we find as the psalmist makes the declaration and says, I have come to learn that if there's anybody who knows me, if there's anybody who understands who I am and what's going on and all of who I am, it is the Lord. This morning, I don't ever, I don't ever tell Sister Carolyn, Sister Haley, the singers what I'm preaching on. I don't ever ask them, say, hey, will you sing a particular song because it will go with the message I never do that and but this morning as they began to sing the words of that old hymn amen that while he was on the cross I was on his mind it is said in there he knew me yet he loved me and I want to say this morning and remind us today is that in every particular place of who we are understand that who we are it changes sometimes from day to day sometimes from moment to moment well what do you mean by that brother Jacob I work very hard to be consistent or I work very hard that what you see is what you get amen and I understand I'm not necessarily talking about a change or a a bipolar type condition to where every moment your one moment Jekyll and another moment Hyde. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but here's what I am saying is that there are many times within the within the course of a day, within the course of time, there are moments, have you noticed, where you feel like you could just take on the world.
world as to where everything seems right, where everything seems together, where there are times, Aaron Ray, where you seem like you got the answers and you feel like you're in control of the situation. But all of us know that life has a way of completely turning on a dime. I mean, it can show up in a phone call. It can happen in a diagnosis. It can happen in a situation you run into that turns life upside down. And all of a sudden, that confident, that secure, that faith-walking believer that you were an hour ago, now is somebody who finds themselves in desperate situations, finds yourself where tears are falling, finds yourself where in a moment there can be more questions than there are answers. In a moment, everything you knew, everything you believed, everything that was normal has now changed forever. I want to let you know today that in the ups and downs in the course of life that we hear when we come into this church, we could say, I am a Christian. I am a man. I am a woman. I believe God. This is who I am. I am a husband. I am a father. I am a wife. I am a mother. I am a child. We can have all these definitions. But I want to tell somebody the good news today that even when you're hiding under the hat, even when you're hiding in a title, even when there's things that you walk in here and you want everybody else to believe you have it all together, there's a God in heaven that knows you and he knows what's going on. He knows the place. He knows the challenge. He knows the question. He knows you. He has searched. The word of God says you have searched me and you know me. You must understand the dynamic of what happens when you come into the presence of God. You can come in and I know I'm very much aware not all of us come in feeling like we're walking, talking revival. Amen. There's times we come in and we struggled all week. There's times you walked in and just the trip from your house to the church front door, there's already been something that's going on. And you think, why in the world has this got to happen on a Sunday morning? Why in the world has this got to happen today? I'm trying to be spiritual. Right? Some of you already wanted to lay hands on your kids. And it wasn't in a spiritual way. Come on, some of you had fellowship with your husband or your wife, and it was intense. Oh, well, not us, praise the Lord. Not us, we've got it. No, listen, listen. Here's the thing is that there are things that we want to be known for. Brother Gary, when someone looks at you, you're a man to where you're always normally so put together. Every hair in the right place. I mean sharp dress. Now, Brother Gary, there was some talking a lot about you about about golden teens. We'll have to talk about that later. Pray about that. But you can look... You can look at Brother Gary. He's one of those, he's always a distinguished gentleman and seems like everything's all together. 
together. Now, Brother Gary would tell you, he would testify, Brother Jake, that's not me. I, I'm, I can be up and down and in and out. But I want to say this. I want to say this morning that no matter where your struggle is, did you know there's some that are sitting on pews this morning and you are so full of fear that you don't know what to do? Can I say God knows you? There are some today, you're sitting here and you're confused. You don't know what the right from the left, up from down. I want to let you know God knows you. There are some that are here this morning and you're discouraged and there's no joy and there's no peace. I want to tell you, Eli, God knows you. There are some that are overwhelmed, some that are bearing burdens. There are some that you feel like you're drowning. Brother Phillips, God knows you. There are some that are here. And you might say, Brother Jake, if I was honest, I'm the biggest fake. I'm the biggest fraud. I'm fragile. I'm failure. I'm a sinner. I've messed up big time this week. I've got good news for you. God knows who you are. And the Spirit searches you out this morning. He says, I know you. He said, I know every thought. He said, I know. Did you notice in the reading he said, before I ever utter a word, Sister Linda, he said, you already know it all together. The enemy would love for somebody right here this morning to think in who you are that nobody else has been like that before. Hear me. We may not swing from the chandeliers this morning, but hear what God's trying to say. There are some that are sitting here this morning, and how you identify what grabs a hold of you, Brother Chad, what has confronted you, what has said you're not this and you're not that, and you're never going to be, and this is who you really are. Listen to me. I want you to know first, let me set the precedence. The blood that we were singing about this morning, Sister Anna, did you know it doesn't matter how muddy or murky the past, it doesn't matter how many regrets we have, when the blood has been applied to your heart and life. You are now a child of the King. I want somebody to know this first and foremost. Sister Kimberly, I don't care what the devil said you were, what all of hell screams at you. I want somebody in this house first to know that while he bled and died on that cross, he did it for us, for you and for me, I want you to know that you're first recognized as a blood-bought child of His. I want you to know that all of hell will fight, Brother Jay, to try to undermine that belief. Come on here. Isn't it funny how you can come in on any given Sunday and feel like you ain't saved at all? Don't look at me cross-eyed. This will go a whole lot easier if you just be honest. Amen. Everybody's scared, sitting on their hands. I don't want to move. They'll, they'll think I did something. They'll think I did something bad. No, I'm just telling you, sometimes it's a feeling. Listen, sometimes it's a place. Sometimes the enemy is wanting you to think, Sister Torbert, that 
that you are the only one who knows, that identifies with the anxiety, the fear, the worry, the things. And, and I just believe this morning, I believe with all of my heart that God is reaching out and drawing some folks and letting you know, I know you, I know who you are, I know what's going on, I know every thought, I know every frustration, I know every situation. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the earth and he's looking upon hearts looking upon those he can use and utilize. Can I say this morning that in every condition and in every frame of mind God knows you and he knows who you are and this morning can I say isn't it funny how hell isn't it funny how the enemy will do their best to tell you who you are Eddie you'll forever be an addict did you know there's programs out there that would tell you you'll always you might be sober but you'll always be an alcoholic you'll always be a drug addict you'll always they'll try to tell you it's in your DNA it's in your genetics and if you're a scientist or a philosopher I ain't got time to argue the points with you but here's what I'm saying man will always look at legion and he'll say you'll always be legion they'll always try to put you in chains they'll always try to put a name tag on you oh but one footstep of that long lean Galilean that stepped on the Isle of Gadarenes and Legion came a running oh can I tell you it doesn't matter today if you're bound or pressed sick or lame the Holy Ghost he knows who you are and he'll meet you right here to change who you are. Come on here. To change who you are. I'll never forget coming out of a store. I never so badly wanted to lay hold of a lady. And I mean just shake her by her neck. I know that's not spiritual. <laughs> See, Brother Michael, I've got to say, God knows, God knows. And so I better preach honest this morning. But the reason why I wanted to do that, Sister Gwen, she had a four-year-old baby boy sitting in that cart. His little legs dangling out of the little seat, you know. And she was mad about something. And I mean, Shan, every step she took, she cussed that boy. Every step she took, she called him every name under the sun. And I mean, just gnawed on him from the door through that parking lot. And it was all like I literally was shaking on the inside. And I thought to myself, my heart broke, Sister Joy. Because I thought, what's that boy here on the day-to-day? What is it that he's being told? What is it that he's believing about himself? And I, when I tell you, she used big kid cuss words now. I'm not talking about you just a brat and you snotty. No, no, no. I mean, it was everything your imagination can conjure up. I mean, she railed him one side and down the other. And I thought, woman, don't you be surprised when he gets old enough that he talks like that to you talks like that to his own children becomes the prisoner becomes the the thief becomes a liar I mean I'm telling you things she was saying to that boy and I said because you're speaking it to him and I want to say this I know all of hell's trying to tell you Haley you're a failure Haley you can't do this Gloria let that fear that fear's got a hold of you and you'll never get above it but I want to hear I want to say this morning there's a clarion call from heaven and I know a 
what hell said, but I need some folks that'll say, I know who God says I am. I know what the Word says, and that's what I'm going to stand on today. He says, I know who you are. I know what's going on. You see, the thing that's so wonderful about God, Brother Chad, he not only knows who we are, but he knows where we are. Amen. He knows who we are, and he knows all of the ins and outs. He knows the facades that we can put on. He knows, can I tell you this morning, is that all the gory details of your life has not run him off yet. Brother Gold, all the embarrassing moments, all the things we should have known better, Eli, all the things, Brother Josh, we wish we could just take a big eraser and forget it about it all. Sister Diana, everything. Oh, that, that sometimes, did you know the enemy don't fight fair about the time we're making some ground? He loves to reach way on back somewhere, grab a hold of all the dirt and dust from the past, Brother Aaron, and he'll throw it up right in your face. He throws it in your eyes. He gets it in your mouth where you taste it and you see it. And there's some would say, man, there's some things I haven't battled in a long time. But at key moments in vulnerable situations, he will hit you and he'll say, this is who you are. And I want to say this morning, why we sing and preach about that blood is because it's so powerful. I know what my past was, but now there's the blood that has washed and cleansed and sanctified and set me free and now I'm a child of his. Oh, but not just in knowing who you are, but God knows where you are. Have you been in a crowd of people and ever felt all alone? You ever felt so out of place in certain situations? Not only where the enemy wants you to identify in a particular way to say, yeah, I know who you are. And, and, and you're not anything of what these people think that you are. And he'll also say, look at where you are. Look at where you are. Did you know that for some folks this morning, getting up, getting dressed, and being brave enough to get into God's house was half the battle? Because the enemy wants to fight where you are. If he can't stop you at who you are, he wants to deal with you of where you are. Do you know how many people today have not come to church because they believe that they are not welcome there? Did you know that there are people this morning that, that they, they've come and can't worship freely because of where they are in life, where their mind is, where their heart is? I want you to notice here in the Word of God what the psalmist says in regards to this. In verses, in verses 8 through 12, listen. He said, if I ascend up into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, 
Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be a light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. I want to say this. This morning is that where you are. Here the psalmist said, here's what I've learned. Wherever I go, that's where you are going to be. Can I tell somebody, as you might identify or be battling, saying, well, I am fearful. I am discouraged. And you say, where I am constitutes who I am. And Brother Jacob, I just don't know if God will meet me here where I am but can I tell you it doesn't matter if you ascend into the upper echelons if your zip code is 90210 or if you were like me and you grew up where it was E-I-E-I-O ain't that right Uncle Kevin that's our zip code E-I-E-I-O hillbillies come on here It doesn't matter what side of the tracks. I want to say this. Some of you have some kids and grandkids. Some of you, there was a time, Brother Eddie, you was in the jail. There was a time you had your mug shot. There was a time you was in a crack house. There was a time, Eli, you was running and going and doing. There was a time you were out of God's will. You were out of God's plan. But aren't you glad that God rolled his sleeves up and said, I'm going to get right to where they are. I see where he's at. And I know where he is. And I know where she's at. I want to tell somebody there's not one pig pen that'll scare him away. You could drive from here to Timbuktu, but he will find you. I want to let you know this morning it doesn't matter how far out, how lost our God knows where Oh, say, oh, Brother Jake, you don't understand. I've got a loved one, and they're here, and I've got a loved one, they're there. I've got this one, and they're there. Aunt Shaggy, you can testify. This boy serving in the Marine Corps, running from God, running from the call of God, all over the place. Come on here. I remember Aaron Ray, you know him, you see him with a smile on his face up here praying in the pulpit preaching. But there was a time Aaron Ray would show up at a family gathering and Aaron Ray would kind of say, he's always been quiet. But there was times he was more quiet, Sister T. Times he'd sit somewhere and almost like he was watching everybody from the outside looking in, feeling like out of place, feeling like out of sync. Am I lying? Am I lying? No. Feeling like wondering what's going to happen on the road, making all the money he could make, buying all the stuff he could buy, but I'm so glad oh can I tell you you say well it's just by chance brother Gary, he's sitting in Beaumont Texas, it's just by chance, he's marrying Kara Tibbetts, no I'll tell you what it is, there was a mama there was a daddy there was family, that when we saw Aaron Ray I'd say God you know where he is, he might be in Afghanistan he might be stationed 
vacation in Hawaii. He might be in Oklahoma. He might be in Texas somewhere working. He might be living high on the hog. But I'm going to tell you, God knew where to find him. And God knew where to place him. I want to let someone know God knows where. He knows where you are. Don't you think it's by chance. Don't you think it's coincidence. Oh, listen. David said, I could go to heaven. He said, or I could make my bed in hell. And he said, there you'd be. You know what else he said? He said, Brother Phillips, he said, I could take on the cover of night. Hear me. Benjamin, he said, I could try to hide in the shadows. I could try. I could try to be obscure. I could try to blend in. I could try to hide. Did you know I learned something interesting? We were on a well-watching tour back in 2018. And uh, that tour guide, while we was watching them wells, they'd come up, come up there out of the ocean. I mean, just big and beautiful. And I'll just tell you something. Some of them whales, it just make you feel real small. And all day in that tour, Sister Care, I thought of Jonah. But something that tour guide told me, I, I didn't realize. Some of you are smarter than me, I know. But I didn't know this till then, Brother Jay. That whale came up and he had his tail turned. We could see underneath his tail. And if you look close enough on that tail, it's almost the way that a fingerprint is on a human being. There's wrinkles and there's detail. And he said, did you know that every whale's tail has its own unique print? And for this preacher... I'm sitting there, and I was getting all excited, Sister T, because as I told you, I was thinking about Jonah looking at wells, but here's the thing. The Bible said that that fish came and swallowed up Jonah. Jonah was in that belly of that well three days, Brother Coleman. And can I tell you, before there was ever GPS, tracking devices, or anything, Sister Brenda, God had already marked that well. He said he's in well number 2,562. I know exactly where he's at. He was trying to run. Listen to me. He tried, thought, listen, Jonah thought if I jump, get on the ship, I'll get down. Did you know he was trying to get to the furthest part south away from Nineveh? He was trying to get down there thinking, Brother Gary, I'll go in. I'll blend in with the locals. I'll sit on the beach somewhere and drink a pina colada. I won't have anything to worry about. God said, no, you don't, boy. You ain't getting away from me that way and the Bible said you know the story that ship is in the middle of the storm and the captain said they had sense enough he said somebody's on this boat and something ain't right something's going wrong and the, the, they find, come to find out Jonah's on the run from God they throw Jonah overboard and old whale number 2652 with his distinct fingerprint came a swimming by and I don't know how they make the sound but they open up that mouth and Jonah swam on in come on here for three days and three nights brother Eli God said I know where you are Jonah I know where you're at. 
I know what's going on. Can I say here today, you might even sit in this church and you might even be trying to hide in some stuff. You might be trying to sit in the darkness somewhere. But the psalmist said, with you, God, even the night is like the sunlight. I want to let somebody know God knows where you are and don't be surprised when he jerks the covers off of you and says, I've been looking for you. I've been dealing with you. I know where you're at. You've been on the run. You've been hiding. But I found you. It's 12.35. We're doing good. We've only been going 35 minutes. You know I've got Gus up to 50, but we're going to... We're coming to a close. He said, you know where. Come on, and I say this, I say this to encourage somebody. Some of you got somebody you love, and they're in the deepest, darkest hell that you don't, you, you don't know how. How they're going to come out. Some of you got loved ones. Some of you sitting here, you're in such a fog and a depression. Hear what the Spirit of God's trying to say right now. You're in such a fog and a depression. You're fighting it every day. Sometimes church is the last place you want to be. Sometimes it is easier just to stay at home. You want to know why? You want to know why it seems like every weekend that your fault, your body, your kids, your situation, something comes up? Because the enemy does not want you here. I'm just telling you the truth. This isn't me being pastoral and making a beg and a plea for you to be in church. Everybody in this building, you know you should be in God's house. You know you should be in His presence. And I'm going to tell some of you here right now, Sunday morning is a Saturday decision. Some Saturdays we wake up, you can wake up at 9 o'clock and have a sniffle and say, Oh, I feel pretty bad, I ain't going to make it tomorrow. Kids have a 10 o'clock soccer game. We're going to be too wore out. We got to drive all the way to Jasper. I'm not, hey. And if you hit, if, if I'm hitting that criteria and that's, you're like, I did, I drove to Jasper before the kids, I'm not, I didn't know. I'm picking. I didn't know. But if that's the case, God's reading your mail this morning. But I want you to hear what, what I'm trying to say. Because if he can keep you in a place, a place of confusion, a place of torment, a place of hiding out, sometimes being around people is not what you want to do. But you need to be here. You need to be in his presence. You need to be where the Spirit of the Lord can touch your heart. You need to be because he knows who you are and where you are. And let me close with this. Brother Danny, Carolyn, if you'll come. The psalmist went on to say, he knows what I will be. Listen, sometimes we are living in the here and now. And you might say, Brother Jacob, who I am in the moment, where I am right now is not convenient. It's not what I signed up for. It is not what I like. But I want to tell somebody is that what's going on right now is not eternal, it's temporal. Sometimes these things can feel like it's forever, 
Sometimes it can feel like, I mean, we are just stuck in this place. But I want to remind you, listen, what, what I will be. The rest of this chapter, verses 13 through 16 says, For thou hast possessed my reins. You covered me in my mother's womb. Isn't that powerful? I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. He said, here's what I've come to learn. Not only, Lord, do you know who I am, where I am, but from the very beginning, you know what I've been called to be. Every intricate detail, every plan, every purpose, every moment, God working, orchestrating, bringing you to this very moment. I'm going to ask you, what will you do with it? I'm going to ask you, what will become of it? I know, Ben, there's things we don't understand. No rhyme and reason to some things. I get it. There's times, Sister Diana, we try to wrap our head around what's going on in the moment. and Who we are and what, what's going on here. And sometimes we have to understand, I've got to look through eyes of faith of what God says I will be. Because God has the ability to look at our potential, to look at what He knows when He gets His hand on a life that says, here I am, of all that's going to take place and transpire. The Word of God tells us in many moments, it was God who saw a shepherd boy and said, that's a king. It was God who took a harlot who had the towers, her room up in the tower in Jericho, said, I'm going to make a hero out of her. It was an empty womb of Sarah that produced a lineage that would be numbered only if you could number the sands of the sea. God has always looked at our lives and says, I know who you are. I know where you are. But I also know what you will be. Sister Linda, things that in the moment don't understand sometimes in our humanity. The grief, the heartache, the loss, the suffering. The ins and outs, the seas of life we're trying to navigate. But Sister Kayla, this is what God specializes in. He says, I know in every capacity, and I'm bringing you to a place. The Word of God says, Sister Karen, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He said, because I have an expected end for you. He knows who you are, where you are. And what you will be.
what your children will be, what your ministry will be, what your marriage will be, what the church will be. God often calls those things that in the eyes of others are not yet, but he speaks because he knows, he sees them. I'm going to ask if we could bow our heads all over this house. Father, today I thank you for every heart and every life. I thank you today, Lord, for each and every one in this building. And Lord, today I pray that someone takes comfort in the fact that you know who they are. Lord, that today I'm not here to impress you. I can't do it. My righteousness is as filthy rags. I can't save myself. I can't do anything, Lord, in and of myself. You know who I am. You know my faults. You know my failures. You know my frailties in life. But, Lord, you've known me, yet you still love me. You've called me a child of yours. You've given me the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, you've placed a call. Lord, there's many in these, in these pews here, Lord. You know every one of us. Those today who say, I am fearful, I am discouraged, I am a failure, I am disappointed, and the list can go on and on. Lord, remind them you know who they are and you're here to help them. Some of where we are, some of us got loved ones and some ourselves, we've been in pig pens and we've made our bed in hell and there's times we've tried to run and try to take cover in the darkness. But Lord, in every form and fashion, you have found us. And you called to us. And you want us to see and know what, you, what we will be. Lord, I believe in this house there's purpose and plan. There's calling. There's redemption. There's renewal. There's second chances. There's purpose. And Lord, I pray you'd help us today. Help us today, Lord. Oh, that we would trust you in every process, that we would lean upon you in every moment, knowing what you've called us. We've been fearfully, wonderfully made. This morning, church, I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know all of your struggle. I don't know who you are today and meaning how you identify the, the feelings and the thoughts that you came in here with. I may not know where you are. I may not know where your children are or where your family's at or all those things. And I may not know all of what God wants you to be or what He's calling you to be, but I do know He is God, He is faithful, He is able, and He will meet you here this morning. Those that would be honest and say, Lord, you've known me, you've loved me, let me make myself available to you. Oh, and do the work in me that you want to do. This morning, I'm simply going to ask this for everyone that will, everyone that would respond. Would, would you come this morning? Would you come and find yourself a place in this altar? Would you come this morning and say, Lord, maybe today it's, uh, maybe today it's saying, you know where I am. Maybe this morning you'd say, it is who I am in this moment. Maybe you are depressed or discouraged. Maybe today there's sin that needs to be dealt with and you need forgiveness. Maybe today there's healing that needs to take place in your mind, in your spirit. Maybe this morning you're in such a place, such a fog, such a darkness. You wonder if God can get there. And God says, 
I not only know who you are, but I know where you are. And I know what I'm calling you to be. I know what I'm challenging you with. I know what I'm dealing with you about. Oh, some of the places you're walking in. Some of the trials you've been fighting. Some of the things you've been battling. It's because of where he's taking you and what he's calling you to be. Oh.